Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you all for tuning in today. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to talk about something today I've talked about before. Um, like, did you choose to be you? <clears throat> I just kind of wanted to look at this idea again. Because <clears throat> this idea is, is that perhaps you actually did choose to be you. <laughs> and we're going to ask the question, the question I've asked my whole life about everything, why? <laughs> if I chose to be me, why did I choose to be me? But um, before we try to answer the why question, let's look at what. What about this idea? Now, here is the thesis for this idea. <clears throat> before you came here, actually, before your mother even met your father, before there was the United States of America, before there was planet Earth, you existed. You existed within the mind of the creators who set into motion this vast energy system of creation. So I would ask, you mean me personally, the me that is Marcy Ann, five foot ten inches tall, one hundred sixty five pounds, born May ninth to J. Donald Carter and Mary Mormon in Indianapolis, Indiana. That I existed in the mind of the Creator before the beginning. <clears throat> well, the principles of this thesis would say yes, <clears throat> and the thesis could trace the thread of my current existence all the way back to its beginning before the beginning. <laughs> so let's just stop there for a minute and think about this, you who are listening. <clears throat> How does that make you feel to think in terms of being within the heart of the Creator before there was anything or anybody in this lifetime, in every lifetime you have ever had, that perhaps they were actually pre-planned by you and God. <clears throat> How does that make you feel? Does it kind of make you feel mad? <laughs> well, if I was in charge, why did I did this, do this to myself? <laughs> Does it make you feel embarrassed? Does it make you feel kind of stupid? <laughs> <clears throat> or walk, knock the wind out of your sails? Does it make you feel really important? 
or does it make you feel like you might have missed out on some stuff? Does it make you feel like you should be rich? <laughs> does it make it make you feel like you might want to run for president? <laughs> well, I rent a room in my house on Airbnb, which is an international hosting site on the internet. And I currently have a guest who is making her transition here from New York. She's already bought a place uh, here in this retirement community where I live, and she's now waiting for all of her stuff to be delivered from New York. So I decided to ask her my theoretical question. What if it was true that you chose the mother and the father that you had for this lifetime? How would you answer my question of why did you choose them? Well, this woman looked at me in utter contempt and outrage. You've got to be kidding me, she blasted in her Brooklyn accent. I chose that bastard of a drunken father who screwed me from the time I was 11 years old until I was finally able to get out of that horror house when I was 18. And my mother knew he was doing it, and she did nothing, nothing, I tell you. I would choose a mother like that. She was no mother to me. She told me I was no good from the day I first drew my first breath, and she was glad that my father was screwing me. She also let him kick me one day with his steel-toed shoes, injuring my liver so bad I had to be in the hospital for a week. Those days, nobody ever reported anything like that. And the only person I ever felt any love for in my whole life was my grandfather, my father's father, and then he went and ruined it all by raping me when I was 14. You know, like father, like son. So you can just take your theory and go fuck yourself. And she turned her back to me. Well, carefully, I posed another question. <laughs> if you look at you then as a creation purely genetically, what would you consider reasons you would want the lineage of your mother or your father? Because sometimes to get the lineage of one parent, you take the lineage of the one they choose to mate with. Well, she turned back towards me and with those steel blue focused eyes staring right into mine, practically nose to nose, she said, you know what, lady, the buck stops here. I didn't have any children. I purposed not to have any children. I wouldn't put a child through what I went through. I stopped it. And then, all of a sudden, right there in the middle of the room where the two of us stood nose to nose, we both experienced a rare truth. The buck stops here. She volunteered to come into those two lineages of depraved and disgusting representatives of the Adamic race, and she declared a ceasefire. This is the end of it forever. The buck stops here. Amen. And so it is. 
Well, you know what? She has been royally rewarded for her services to the earth because she had a brownstone in Brooklyn that she bought a long time ago for $35,000 that she sold for $1,275,000 to a Chinaman who paid her in cash. And she has purchased a gorgeous mansion-type home here in this community where I live that has every single thing she has ever wanted, and she's now fixed for the rest of her life to do whatever she wants to do whenever she wants to do it. Pretty nice reward for a job. Well done. Well, so I told my daughter her story because my daughter has uh, a molestation in her life when she was seven years old, which was a grandfather figure. And so my daughter said in about the most sarcastic tone of voice she could muster, well, fancy that, and now she's a millionaire. Bully for her. And I could hear her thinking, when do I get my reward? And then we got the news that her son, my grandson, had been accepted for a master's degree program with a teaching fellowship at Princeton University. Well, what could a mother's heart want more than that? So if you were in the mind of God before anything started, what do you wonder what in the world God was thinking? Well, since I was there too, let me tell you what I heard. God was sitting with the deep, and he said, Honey, here we are, and we have all this power, and we have all this abundance. Let's just take our power and reproduce ourselves. And she said, okay. And God entered the deep and said, let there be light. And light beams streamed forth from the deep. And love objects began to come forth. And these love objects took form as they, as they were filled to the brim with the love of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Mother God and Father God. And the universes of life forms began to appear, galaxies and solar systems and earths and water and mountain and trees and flowers and animals and insects and birds and fish. And eventually, a form that pleased the heart of the Mother, Father, God the most, man, male and female, created they, them. And with each form that was created was the power of recreation. Gold begets gold, and rocks beget rocks, and dogs beget dogs, and bees beget bees, and trees beget trees, apple trees beget apple trees. And within the different kingdoms of the creation, reproduction is achieved through various means. Some use the elements, the air, water, earth. Some use the elementals, the gnomes and the elves and the fairies. And in the kingdom of the human being, since they are created in the image of mother and father God, a man and a woman mate, and the sperm enters the woman and makes another human being. 
So that's what I think God was thinking when he entered the deep and said, let there be light. Everything did come out of the light. And it's been theorized that a single ray of light comes forth to make a human, and it splits into two rays or twin planes, the masculine and the feminine. And when these two rays find each other and make a baby, it is within the original blueprint for the human race's highest and best good. But this doesn't happen very often here on Earth because we as humans haven't yet evolved as much as even the animals as far as being responsible for the evolution of our species. In the animal kingdom, not in all cases, but in many cases, the male must usually fight for the right to be the progenitor of the seed of that particular species. Many of the females in the animal kingdom are very particular who they're going to make a baby with. They want only the strongest and the best representative of the males to be the one who makes their baby. And the females take their part in the reproduction of their species very seriously. They fend off all the inferior males who might try to have sex with them. And this isn't because in the animal kingdom sex isn't pleasurable and it's and it's only a biological means of continuing the species, because many species of animals are monogamous. They mate for life, and they enjoy sex for pleasure. Lions and swans and penguins are good examples of this. Or, in another extreme, there <laughs> there is a species of monkey where the females are the ro- uh, boss, and they rule by giving or withholding sex, but everybody has sex with everybody. <laughs> Male with male, male with female, female with female, female with male. There's no pairings, and all the females are mothers to all the babies. That's the solution that that breed of monkey has worked out, just within their particular group. In a way, it's kind of what we have going on here in the U.S. right now, except that the government and daycare centers take care of all the babies. But my point here is that the female in the animal kingdom, is very conscious that if she has sex, she can make a baby. But if you study the statistics of births in the human sector in this country right now, the females in the U.S. aren't considering that if they have sex, they could get pregnant. And the federal government offers the following numbers. 72% of black babies are born to a woman who's not married, 66% of American Indians, 53% of Hispanics, 29% of the whites, and 17% of Asians. Overall, 40% of all births in the United States now are to a woman who isn't married. And these children are taken care of by a humongous welfare system that just keeps getting bigger and bigger as uh, the number of births get bigger and bigger. 38% of our national budget now goes for food and housing for these bastard children that nobody wanted in the first place. And I think we would have to all agree that these women were not thinking of what is the highest and best good for their child when they had the sex that produced the child. And let me tell you this, the forms of these children are energized by wanton souls who hang out in the shadows just waiting for an opportunity to get back into a body 
so they can continue their depraved and disgusting lives like the mother and father of my Airbnb guest. And thank the Lord that there are brave souls who will volunteer to come and say, that's enough, you are done, you are finished, you will never do your disgusting and depraved acts of abuse to anyone ever again. Okay, so let's consider, did we choose our mother and our father? And if we did, why did we choose them? Now, I've thought a lot about this because I was the result of a hot, steamy night of unbridled lust. And then when my mother and my father found out I was on the way, they did try to live together, but early on it was apparent that this wasn't going to work at all. And so my pregnant mother moved back home and lived with her dad and his mother. Her mother had died in childbirth, and she and her older sister were raised by their father's mother. So she was used to it. (laughs) And it was a big house, and everybody sort of had their own space. And even though it was during the Great Depression, my mother's father was a policeman. So they had steady, regular income and lots of sources of contraband available to them. And they, nor I, we didn't lack for a thing. Well, my father also moved back home, and I can remember going to my grandmother and my grandfather's house to see them and him, not very often, but once in a while. But after my grandparents died, this stopped, because my father had married again and had another child. And there wasn't any desire on his or my mother's part to allow me to have any relationship with him or them. I never met my older half-sister until she was 38 years old. And not long after that, she committed suicide. So I've wondered about all of this for a long time. You know, what's it all about, Alfie? Am I a mistake? And if you would have told me back then that I had set this all up and that I had chose my mother and my father and that that's what it's all about, I would have given you the same answer as my Airbnb guest. you got to be kidding me, lady. What a ridiculous idea. However, now I am older and I've lived a long life. And I have the pleasure now of looking back. And now I can see just how the mother and the father that I had and I chose were perfect. I have been strengthened over and over and been able to stand and go on because of a strong spiritual heritage that was passed down to me through my mother and her grandmother. My great-grandmother was the forerunner of the Salvation Army. She would go out on the corner and preach the gospel, and then she would take all those who stopped to listen home and feed them at her bountiful table with food she had prepared in advance. And then while they ate, she would play the piano and sing. And I got my intelligence and my looks from my father. As my mother would have said, He was a handsome devil, those gorgeous violet eyes, which I have. And he graduated summa cum laude from Indiana University. 
and that brilliance that he didn't have very much success translating <laughs> into something useful in his life has now been passed down to my grandson through me. And now he's graduating magna cum laude from college and going to Princeton for a master's degree program with a teaching fellowship. And my grandson has fascinating ideas for ways to make our global society very pleasant and harmonious. Whatever your ethnicity or your economic status or your educational level or your genetics, he definitely chose his mother so he could get the cosmic intelligence that we need right now to solve all the problems in the world today, which was available through me, and he chose his father as his best earth friend. So my purpose for doing this show today is just to pose the question to you in looking at your situation, whatever it is. Uh, Were you born into splendor and an abundance, rich and beautiful with every advantage like Paris Hilton? Or were you born fifth in line for the throne of England, like His Royal Highness Prince Henry of Wales? Boy, if we do choose our mother and father, let's shoot for one of those next time. <laughs> or perhaps you're one of those bastard babies born in the ghetto, a wandering soul looking for a place to find peace and rest. And now, oh gosh, you're right back where you were before. Or perhaps you would want to decide in this life to make some changes and make sure that you're not going to continue to be born a bastard baby in the ghetto. I watched Judge Judy, you know, and she had two sisters on recently. And the big, fat, ugly sister was suing the very pretty sister for some pitiful amount of money from their mother's estate that she said the pretty sister didn't need. And they each told their stories, but I heard another story. I heard a story of jealousy and envy, a story of generational poverty that the pretty sister had overcome with grit and determination. And the big, fat, ugly sister now wanted some of her success, but she didn't want to do what the pretty sister had done to get it. And I saw that brave soul who had volunteered to come into this family of generations and generations of of no continuing education, everybody living on welfare, seven children in the current generation, each with a different absent father, and this one child who had volunteered to come and set the example and show all of them a better way. Because when a soul volunteers to come to be a savior here on earth, They agree to take whatever comes with the assignment. The grandfather rapes them, they deal with it. And let me say, whatever your situation is, if you will look more closely, you will find that there is a soul who has volunteered to be in your family, who is a way shower and a pioneer, and is pointing out the path to all of you that is available to all of you. And if you're one of these way showers, Boy, I I applaud you, and I defend you, and I love you, and I say to you, carry on, brave one. Your mission is critical to the advancement of Earth at this time. My son volunteered to come to our family because he's a starseed from Andromeda. 
he had wanted to experience free will for a long time, and he had put in his request to come to Earth a long time ago. And finally, this assignment to be my oldest daughter's brother came up, so he took it. He also knew that he would also have another little sister later on, but he came mainly for my oldest daughter. And he has been an absolute blessing to our family, to the company he works for, and he has enjoyed exercising his free will here. Andromeda is an architectural type of system where all things are already worked out and you live within the matrix that works perfectly. And actually, dark forces observed how the system worked on Andromeda, and they came here to set up a similar matrix. But their intent was for their own personal aggrandizement and not for the highest and best good of all concerned. So our system needs to be completely broken down and recreated, which is why people like my grandson are here now to help us make these changes. And perhaps you are one of these people who are here now to help us go through the change. So here is some homework for you, (laughs) just for fun, okay? Just consider for a moment that you did choose your mother and your father. Just consider that before you came here to earth, you went before the Council of Love, and it was discussed what you were coming to earth to do, what you wanted to learn, what you wanted to experience, and you were given several choices, and you chose from the list that was available to you. And then in the position of the observer, who is the voice of the soul who lives in your heart, just start to make a list of what you got from having this particular mother and this particular father. And then consider what you are now doing with your life, and see how what you got from this mother and this father has made it either possible or impossible for you to do what you either are doing or what you would like to do in this life. And just make this just an exercise for fun. But as you do this, write down everything that you see, everything that you feel, and everything that you think about. Because as you do this, I believe you will find some brilliant burst of light that will show you something that you didn't know before. And if you are one of the wanton souls who has desperately claimed the channel of a bastard birth in this country, and you can't seem to get out of the circle of darkness and despair each time that you come, let me tell you, Go to the light. When God said, let there be light, that was his decree for everyone's highest and best good. And that good is still available to everyone. No matter what has taken you on the path of resistance that you find yourself in right now, the path of the light is still available to you. And all you have to do is close your eyes. And within the darkness, you will see the light. It's always there. If you cry out to the light and ask for directions, I promise you, you will see what to do. And if you take even one step 
towards what you see, you will be set free. Sometimes to be able to see the light, all it takes is giving up your resistance. Resistance is a primitive defense system of the amygdala, which is the ancient part of our brain that comes from the animal kingdom to us. It is useful in times of instant danger or emergency, but it's not good to use this fight-or-flight part of our instinctual hormonal system on a daily basis. Fighting everything and everybody to try to get ahead only puts you more behind than you already were. Resistance keeps you from being able to receive the information you need that is going to help you get what you want. Now, I'm going to be checking in with you within the next few weeks and months to see how you're doing in considering what good things you got from the mother and the father that you chose for this life. I'm also going to be checking in on you to see what steps you have taken to advance yourself along your path to do the parts you're supposed to be doing while you're here. Because every single person has a purpose for being here. If you are here and you are breathing, you have a job to do. So find out what your job is. And then, because doing it is going to be the most satisfying thing a person can do in this life. I married brides at the beach for 22 years. Such a happy and fulfilling job. And I made a lot of money. And there is something that you can do that's just as much fun, just as satisfying, and perfect for you. And this is Marcy Ann. I'm going to say aloha, aloha as I play the bells from the missions in San Juan Capistrano, these glorious mission bells. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.